Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. That's us. Hey, welcome back. Another Thursday, and we're going to record some more for you guys, uh, some more content for you guys, because uh, it's important. So we talked about today, we wanted to talk about two topics uh, in specific, and the first topic we wanted to talk about was grounding. So what does grounding mean for you? Um, to me, grounding is, of course, hold on, pause, okay, um, grounding is, I feel it's important when I'm feeling out of my body, or I'm feeling disconnected, or I'm sad, or pretty much I do grounding every day for everything. (laughs) Right, so grounding is, is exactly for that. Um, in some searches, you will find it listed as earthing, that's another title that it's fallen under. Uh, but grounding is specifically to keep you connected to the present moment. And so a lot of times when we have experiences like that trigger our anxiety, mm-hmm. you will be taken out of the present moment. Now you're worrying about things that don't exist yet or possibilities. So by doing grounding work, you keep yourself present. Um, so the definition of it is a therapeutic technique that involves activities that ground or electrically reconnect you to the earth. So I did some research, and um, besides my own personal experience of grounding, it is scientifically proven to have an impact on your mood, your level of fatigue, pain, anxiety, sleep, cardiovascular issues, inflammation. So it's scientifically proven that, that grounding works. And now here's a question for me that just popped up is, obviously, you... Can you, I'm going to say obviously, but the question is, can you ground without the intention? Like, can someone who doesn't even know anything about grounding, they might be doing some things and they have no idea that that actually is helping them? Yes. So they did a a couple of studies and I read the studies where people had, let's say, some sort of um, inflammation in their body. And so they would prescribe for them to walk outside barefoot in the grass. Who would prescribe this? The researchers, the scientists, or doctors, you know, or a combination of all of them. And they would prescribe that the person go outside and walk barefoot in the grass or go lay in the grass or if they lived near a body of water to get into the body of water. And then they would ask them upon returning what their level of pain was or in some cases they even did blood work to show mm. that the levels of inflammation had gone down post-grounding or earthing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's proven. It actually works, works. This isn't yeah. just like some hippy-dippy, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people will say that. Right. This is hippies trying to walk around barefoot. <laughs> um, but it does. It really does help. It does. It does. So there's several ways that you can do grounding exercises. I just mentioned a few. Um, so what are the ways that you do? I know that you guys are outside a lot. Um, so I like to start my morning with, it may not be considered earthing grounding, sure. but it, it's a way to stay in the present moment. I do, um, I don't know the official term for the breathing technique where you breathe in by four and breathe out by eight. I do that in the morning. I also put headphones on before my kids wake up and I put some really good feel-good music like music i know i have a playlist we could actually link both of our grounding playlists to this podcast so uh look for that um and then i I put the the earbuds in so the music makes me feel great right and then i dance i don't have a dance routine i don't care what it looks like because i'm in my living room by myself and i just move my body 
and, and, and I stretch, I move my body by dancing, and all of these ways are ways to connect with myself before I have to see the world, right? Yeah. So I'm connecting with myself, I'm grounding myself before I bring myself out to the, to the world because I can then set the tone for my day. The world doesn't set the tone for my day. That's a good, a good routine to have, especially before the kids get up and then you're absorbing all of what they're going through and how exactly. their morning is going and you don't know. I mean, kids are different like yeah. every day. So I mean, I, and I purposely do. I work from home. And so during the day, I, I'm walking outside barefoot. And some of my neighbors might think I'm crazy because sometimes I do it in the front yard and I look at the clouds and I walk barefoot and I'm like, this day is so fabulous. <laughs> and maybe I might look like a hippie, but hey, it feels great. <laughs> as long as it feels good to you and right you, i mean you're not hurting anybody right right it work. it it's actually it, effective. it is working it's it is effective there's another thing that you mentioned about you know kind of feeling really present in your body in the morning by doing your stretches and doing your dancing because we know that movement kind of shakes out energy so if you do have anything that's kind of pent up from the day before you're starting your day off saying i'm going to sh- kind of take let's shake it re- out re- re- let's reference <laughs> taylor, yes, taylor. Says, shake it off shake it off so you're shaking that energy off and then you're also doing stretching so you're kind of honoring the movements that you're going to be doing all day and making sure that your physical body is ready to take on the day and those are powerful strategies for uh, maintaining your presence in in that time frame and then Throughout the day, are there times where you find, let's say something happens, <laughs> and so then you're like, wait, I got to go get grounded. Yes, I am a deep breather often. I, a lot of people will notice it, but that's that's how I get back into the moment, and then I'm like, okay, what can I do to make it better? Sometimes that is walking barefoot. Sometimes that's taking a shower, washing it off with water. Sometimes it's deep breathing. Sometimes it's dancing. Sometimes it's working out. Um I think that it really, it looks different depending on each situation. For me, personally. I can remember when, you know, kind of teaching and parenting took a shift once these, you know, like therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists got into um, like helping parents parent. And this has been probably within the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing teachers get down on a child's level who was having an explosive moment and telling them, hey, we're going to take 10 deep breaths to just kind of draw them out of that really intense situation that they're in, you know, whatever's triggering their fight or flight at that moment. And is they're, ha- they're having a moment, a meltdown. And by taking those 10 deep breaths, you are kind of resetting right. their central nervous system mm-hmm. to tell them, hey, we're going to take these deep breaths. We're going to invigorate our entire body and we're going to recalibrate our system right. with the breathing. And I think it's really important that you do the breathing. The, we call it breath work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that you do the breath work because that is a way for you to come back into self. And that leads into doing mindfulness mm-hmm. practice and meditation. So meditation is doing that as well. It's just following your breath inside of your body and then back outside of your body. And then trying to turn off that mm. inner dialogue, which is very, very difficult. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, it takes work, you know, it's a yeah. practice. So then you have to do it all of the time to be able to get yourself into that zone. Yeah, there's no like, okay, you did it, you grounded, so you don't have to do it no more. This is like an everyday, you're choosing to move your life in this direction. Yes. My friend asked me about grounding when I brought up the fact that we were going to do this topic today. 
And they were like, hey, what's the what's the deal with that? And I said, well, you know, the Earth has a magnetic field, an electromagnetic field. Yeah. And our bodies are conduit of energy, even electricity, unfortunately. But have you ever seen people do that holding hand exercise where they hold the little light stick in between? And you can go through like 10 people's hands and it'll still illuminate. So mm -hmm. we're a conduit. So is the Earth. So it makes sense to me that if we went and took our energy and pressed it against the conduit of the earth, which is a huge, massive entity that we could release and receive from it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think is, what I know is happening when we are doing the grounding work. It is releasing that energy, whichever is not necessarily the, the best feeling energy or just to gain positive energy mm -hmm. from the earth. And I think that um, that's powerful work and it's something that's necessary. And I know a lot of people had asked us when I kind of canvassed the crowd on what did you want us to talk about? This grounding was was one of those topics. So I hope that you get something from this podcast episode, this show episode about grounding. And if you have any questions, please feel free to direct them to us either in the comments or you know, slide in our DMs with questions about grounding, not other things. <laughs> also um a lot of times i'll use crystals for grounding or um i i have a mala that if i'm really outside or if i'm really going through something i use that sometimes i just wear it on my morning walks because i'm out and i'm out in the universe i'm seeing breathing fresh air um and and that the mala actually does help bring me back it reminds me because everyone i mean for your mala you would order it specifically so maybe explain you. what a mala is okay i i don't know so i don't know the definition of a mala i am not as um what would you professionally trained in sure. all of it i feel like you have done the the the, the like learning research in maybe the classroom and I kind of have figured it out a little bit on my own, like by default. So I don't have, I won't be able to tell you like. But it's like a beaded necklace okay. and it's made of, let's say crystals or stones. Mm -hmm. And each of those crystals or stones has its own energy. Healing purposes. And it has yeah. its own purpose. So then you had a mala made for you mm -hmm. that that's the one that you wear. That's the one that you feel is your protective. Yes. Okay. Yes. It has clear quartz. It has rose quartz which is my favorite because that's about universal love um and you love pink and i do love pink pink <laughs> is my favorite color i mean besides black you know <laughs> yes yeah, speaking of black we're <laughs> we're in uniform yes this is what we wear yes this is we're so bright on the inside that yes we have, to, we have to wear black on the outside and it's easy too it is easy. like who like it goes with everything yes of course <laughs> So what would you suggest to someone who has never been in this space at all, um, who has no idea what grounding is, crystals, uh, any of this? What would you say is the best way to maybe tiptoe into grounding? I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would suggest is I would first get a journal and I would use a grounding practice, something really easy just take your shoes off and yeah. step into your front yard. And I would journal what your feelings were before you did this. And then let's say you take a, I don't know, we don't have any time to do anything. So a 15 to a 30 minute session, depending on how much time you have to squeeze mm -hmm. that in in your life. 
And I would journal how I felt before, what was triggering me, what was going through my mind, how was I feeling. And then I would turn around and journal afterwards as well. And I would do that for at least 30 days because it takes you that long to learn a new habit and how to feel comfortable doing something that's new. And it's so funny to me that we talk about this is a new habit, doing something new. But I can remember running around barefoot as a child. And right. That's, that was the way we played. Yeah. And felt like we had Flintstone feet for our entire lives because we were outside with no shoes on. And so we were grounding all the time, but we didn't know. But, but we were also taught not to do that, too. Sure. Hey, don't go outside. Put your shoes on before you go outside. Because, you know, I mean, you know, dangers. But that's really like, when was the last time your kid, and I'll say a small kid, was allowed to go outside without shoes? Sure. Right. So I think as a society, we've been taught and we've been pulled away from nature and the fact that hey it's okay to go walk outside barefoot i mean you know you might get a pinworm or two but (laughs) we got doctors we can treat that (laughs) with regular medicine yeah so um in a few minutes here we'll take a break and when we get back i want to talk to you about one of my favorite grounding methods and it's, it's camping oh and camping is like my ultimate top number one way to get super in touch with nature be very present and to just ground it out so yeah. we'll take a break here and we'll come back in a few minutes and give you all the and rest of talk this. camping. <laughs> dun, dun. This is delicious water that also comes from Brightway Insurance. Thank you. We appreciate you. Uh-huh. We need all the water. We do. So I wanted to start off by talking about, you talked about your everyday grounding techniques. So I want to talk about something that's like maybe more intentional, like going on a trip. Right. Like if you were going to go to the beach you know, mm-hmm. but mine is going camping. Yeah, so I, I think I would say mine is the beach. Right. So we have these methods and, and ways so that there's something for everyone here. You know, it might be going on a hike for you. It might be going mining gemstones, something where you're just completely disconnected from technology. Mm. You're taking a digital break and you're immersed in this completely natural environment because I think we take that for granted yeah. a lot. And I like taking my kids camping. They they don't really love it because there's no TikTok when you're camping. Right. <laughs> so Where's the Wi-Fi? Right, What's right? the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> it's in nature. But, Tent 101. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what's really cool is watching them transform when they get to a point where they realize they're not going to be on the phone and they start to, and I can see them actually connect with nature in a way like they're, they want to, you know, help collect firewood mm-hmm. and they want to help me build a fire. And then when it starts to be dusk and the fireflies start to come out and they're, you know, doing their yeah, little blinking, right? Blinking all over the sky. And then once the fire is going and feeding the fire, it's, you're working at this constantly to stay in touch with this environment because you're out in the elements right and putting up a tent so they have to there work. is no distraction either. no like, so then you have to work together to put up a tent and um then the stars that come out it's it's like nothing you've ever seen because we're so used to all of this light pollution in the city that you don't get that at home so then they're identifying different constellations and if you have a telescope i suggest you bring it that could be your technology yeah. for the night and watching them make s'mores and working together and getting the different parts and pieces and helping to prepare a meal and oh I'm gonna cook this over the fire and with lots of supervision but right it it turns out to be a really cool 
cool thing. And especially if you camp near like water where you can go fishing or take a dip. Mm. Ooh, and then you can catch your dinner. That's, That's a right. real yeah, connection. It is. It's it's almost like a team building exercise out in nature because there are no distractions. The distraction right. is you're out here. So you have to fully immerse yourself in how do we survive out here? Even though, I mean, really, we could get right. in our car and leave, but that's not, you know, <laughs> right, that's right, not right. what we want to do. We want to go camping. So I love using camping as a very heavy, long grounding technique. And it puts you in your physical body. You have to know, if I cut this tree down, then I have to lug it back to camp, and then I have to saw it into smaller pieces. So I'm in my physical body knowing I can't cut this tree down because I'm, I'm not ready to do that by myself. Or, right. you know, if the kids are bringing firewood, don't take the firewood from the ant pile. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Or the wet firewood. Right, yeah. right. So you learn how to survive, too. I oh, mean, for sure. Help. So that's like telling the kids. I mean, I would not let them take their shoes off at the campsite because there's lots of things on the ground, in the ground, around the ground. You need you need shoes on. But yes. I think just, just being... <laughs> ground and Responsibly. And, ground yes. responsibly. Ground we need to say that. Hashtag. <laughs> yes. That might be a shirt later. That would. That would. And again, I will say this again. Speaking of shirts, Katie and I are always going to wear black. So if you have a brand or a logo or something that you would like us to wear, uh, send us black shirts yes. and we'll wear them on the show and give your name a little a little boosty boost to our network. So um, that was what I wanted to talk about with camping. We've covered a lot of grounding. And I think what we're going to do next is talk about different ways to do like mindfulness and just regular how to be present in your body. Is that right? Sure. Okay. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come right back for that. Okay, we're back. Katie, what you got? So I think what we're gonna do is provide you guys um, a list of ways that you can begin doing your grounding work. So the first way is to start breathing intentionally. Uh, a lot of times we shallow breathe because that's just the natural state of who and where we're at as a society. Um, it, it wasn't until I purposely started breathing that I realized how often I was a shallow breather. I was a breath holder. If I was stressed, there was no breath happening. <laughs> and then so now when I start breathing, I mean, now when I'm stressed and, you know, I'm even when it's just a little, like you can notice because you're my best friend. Mm -hmm. So you can see when I'm like, let me get some breath. And you know what's crazy is that as I've been doing it in stressful situations, a lot of times, especially with my kids, um, I can see my four-year-old do it too. When she's frustrated, she's like, okay. And then she'll start to do her thing. And I'm like, that's awesome. Well, yeah, they do what we do. So yeah. then that's great. You're teaching her. Even by using her, you're teaching yes. her that, okay, this is how I call myself. And, and bring that's how she does. Back to center. And then she's like, okay, so if that works for mom, that's going to work for me. And it does because yeah. it's absolutely 100% proven effective. And so for beginners, you know, you don't even have to carve out 30 minutes. Take mm -hmm. five minutes, close your eyes, count to four. And then count to eight while you let it out. And then do that, like what, five to ten times? As many times as you can. Right. If you can do it ten, great. If you can do it three, whatever. Once you start, then it's just going to it's gonna become a habit. This, yeah. You know, small micro habits. Yes. And I think what's funny, too, is once you start doing it, 
you don't even notice yourself doing yeah. it anymore. Your body will automatically do it whenever you get into these situations. I do it mostly when I'm going to sleep and I'm trying to put my mind to bed and mm-hmm. let the anxious thoughts leave leave myself. Then I kick, I just automatically kick into this deep breath, start counting in as I'm breathing in, counting out as I'm breathing out. I try to do it at least 10 times. And a lot of times I'll fall asleep before I even get to 10. And, you know, speaking of sleep, that brings us to our second way to ground yourself. Uh, Prioritize your physical wellness through sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Um, We don't really see those as ways to ground because these are things that we need to do. But half of the time, we're not getting enough sleep. We're not getting the nutrition that we need for our bodies to function properly. And we're not getting enough exercise, enough movement. I mean, even just I I began my exercise with I don't even think it was a 10 minute walk. Right. I, I was dealing with some health issues and I, I just needed to start moving and I had a foot problem. So I couldn't really do a lot. But I slowly started walking 10 minutes. And that's you're you're walking. So you're getting exercise. You're outside. I mean, you don't have to be outside. I'm outside. Um, and then so your your body just starts to to be connected. Then you sleep, then you're eating properly, and you're breathing properly. And it will make a drastic difference. You brought up something really important there too. And it maybe maybe you're not in a place where you can exercise right now, but just to get some sort of movement in your body. So I we do this thing all the time when we go if we go out. And we're not dancing because usually you're in uncomfortable shoes, mm-hmm. so you chair dance. Yeah, yeah. So no, even if you, silver slippers. They yes. do it all the time. So they work out from even, a chair. Even if you're just getting movement in by dancing. Yeah, you could dance in your chair. Move your, I'm moving my spine right now. I can feel my abs. I mean, it's, right. Yeah. So there's different levels to it. If you can get outside and take walks, go for it. If you can't, you know, modify it to whatever your capabilities are for now and then keep pushing and keep moving the bar so that yeah. you're growing in that experience and helping yourself to, to stay grounded. But I mean, all, by all means, it's just getting your body healthy and in its optimal form, period. Yeah. Uh, we, we did already discuss music and how that can help ground you. Uh, there's also um, avoiding. Can you pronounce this word for me? catastrophizing (laughs) yeah that was gonna be hard um i know personally i used to my brain would go straight to what is the worst case scenario and i say would i mean i have slowly learned how to do this um what would you suggest someone do uh to avoid that so that is a fight or flight Response. I feel like you kind of helped me through this last night. Triggered through your amygdala. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, a, a brain response. So when we when something happens, we automatically go to worst case scenario. And a lot of time we are so conditioned to listen to the negative thoughts that those can take over and kind of mm-hmm. snowball and get out of control. So we're not looking at the the best thing that can happen. So I think that is number one is to turn around and look at the best thing that can happen or has happened. So if you were not a victim of any terrible event, but you saw a terrible event happen and it affected you Mm -hmm. via your empathy and how you have compassion for others, the way to look at it is to say, okay, it didn't happen to me. It did happen to them. So let me be grateful for the fact that it didn't happen to me. Gratitude. 
And then you can start to chip away at all the ways that you can take action about that. And if you can't take action, then you need to find a way to process that and take your energy back from that event. So I offered to Katie yesterday, hey, why don't you go listen to some binaural beats and flip your frequency and start out low because we're in can, a- can you explain what that is? So binaural beats are specific types of music, sound, that will um, engage your frequency, raise your frequency if you use it the way that I was telling you to use mm-hmm. it. So if you're coming from a frequency that's low, that's full of worry and anxiety and trauma and um, like a, just an, a terrible experience, you are at a low frequency. So mm-hmm. then you want to raise your frequency, not too fast because that could be a little jarring for you. And you want to use music at a vibration because we are a vibration, music mm-hmm. is a vibration, and we will align with that. So if you use binaural beats, you want to raise your vibration with them. And there are so many options on the internet, on YouTube, on any kind of uh, streaming app, Pandora or Spotify, whatever you use, you can find binaural beats and they're classified by megahertz because that is the vibration sound. Mm -hmm. That's the frequency that it's on. So using music as a grounding tool is absolutely paramount as well. And I mean, it's 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 kind of fun. Yeah. It's not no, as, I love it. Yeah. And and music really can put you in a mood and get you out of a mood. Absolutely. And you have to be very careful what you're listening to because it does. It 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 affects everything. It will change your vibe. Yes. I, I'm sure that anyone watching or listening can identify a song mm-hmm. that if you listen to it you're going to cry. Right. You're going to go back to that moment, whatever happened, and you are going to weep and you're going to feel sorrowful. Mm-hmm. And you can also identify a song that if you put it on, that's your Yeah, that you're is going out. Song. We're going dancing. Ooh. We're going out all night, <laughs> drink a Red Bull or any kind of like whatever. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Like it will put you. Uh, there's some songs like I'm like, hey, man, I can't listen to that. Yeah, that's going to make me want to be a drug dealer. Like right? I can't like yeah. low. Like that's a low, low frequency. Yeah. <laughs> energy that you don't want to absorb so that that definitely happens i want to bring up right now while we're on the topic of music because this might be a tool that someone can use a couple years ago i told you to start singing your favorite love songs to yourself yes yes i'm glad that you did bring this up get into a mirror and pick your favorite love song by your favorite artist and sing that to yourself or just if you're in the car by yourself because yeah. everybody sings in the yes. car because you're alone and nobody's here to judge you because you don't sound like Mariah Carey. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it really does make a huge, like the first time I did it, because we we th- we think of giving love to our, our partners and to, you know, our kids and all of that. But you don't normally, or at least I guess I, I don't want to put words in people's mouths. I didn't normally think hear a love song and think oh let me sing this to myself but it really is a perspective shifter which is our next thing on um how to ground is get a different perspective so let's say you're sad okay if you're sad and you put on your sad music you're gonna sit there and cry and that might be what you need to do in that moment but if you're trying to get yourself out of that put on some happy music I have a playlist that is called Raise My Vibe. When I, I I typically like to listen to music that I know is gonna make me feel good. But I have this playlist so that like, if life gets me, which it does, 
as positive as we are, it does get us. Yes. And there are times where I, I don't do all of the things that I know I'm supposed to do. I don't ground. I don't do my dancing. I don't do my yoga. I haven't exercised. If I get a day or so in there, I'm like, oh, I got to put my Raise My Vibe playlist on. And it does. It just brings everything up. I start singing the words out loud, which does really have a, a significant impact. And it can bring you out of the crud. And you have to make the decision if you want to be brought out, though. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember when we were young and we would watch scary movies? No, yeah. And no, then we I would have like to watch like the Disney <laughs> Channel afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. you're like, dude, I can't go to sleep. Yeah. Because I just watched I have to this. calm my mind. Yes. So it reminds me of that. So if you are in a place where you're like, okay, I just saw this scary event or just had this scary yes. event happen to me. Let me and trick now, my mind. <laughs> now I know that I, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm not going to be able to perform or my body's not going to get the things that it needs if I don't shift my energy into something that's more positive. So you have to put the, you got to change the channel. So by using a different perspective, you can you can use, absolutely use music to shift yourself into that. And if you are a music person, you absolutely know what your playlist is. And I would highly suggest making playlists for this. Yeah. That way, when you are in that trigger moment, and you're thinking, man, how how can I get out of this spiral of anxiety or frustration or um, sadness? You can say, okay, I have I have a tool, yeah, already ready to go, and boom, just go That's put it. your app on, put the playlist on, and let it rip, and then you will watch yourself. Kind That's of, the energy melt pill. It off of you. Yeah. That's the mood pill. Yes. Like instead of going getting, I don't, I can't speak for everyone. I can't speak for everyone's brains and how it functions. Um, but I know for me, music is more than just music. Yes. It is, it's life. Yes, it is. It's, it's medicine. <laughs> yes, it's medicine. Yes, I say that all the and time. And you get to decide what medicine you're, you're taking. Yeah. Yes. So that's another thing. Uh, know your medicine, get a playlist and sing, sing love songs to yourself and raise your vibe if you yeah, find and, something. Yeah, and, and use the nature because yes. it's medicine too it is medicine all right i think that that's um gonna wrap up our episode for today we appreciate you guys coming we hope that you come again come again come again <laughs>